Welcome to this week's message at Corner Bible Church. We're so glad that you could join us. If you'd like more information on our church, you could check us out at our website, cornerbiblechurch.com, or you can like or follow us on Facebook. Now here's this week's message. Thank you for listening. Well, this morning, we are bringing our Horizon series to a close. And like I mentioned last week, this does not mean that this is the end of us talking about vision here at the church. In fact, I believe that this uh, is actually opening up to a further conversation that we're going to be having as a church of how to walk and apply the vision that God has given us to do. So in fact, you could probably say that this, uh, this series is actually just an introduction to vision. But over these past couple months, we've been talking through a lot of different things. The overarching theme of our series together has been something called the Great Commission. The the thing that Jesus gave us before he ascended back into heaven of going to go make disciples. And we've talked about how over the last several weeks uh, that we need not only just a commandment to follow, but we need a structure to be able to obey that. And we've talked about how culture is important to be able to carry out the vision that God has given us. We were talking about the different cultural dynamics that God has given for us to follow throughout Scripture. We've talked about a culture of prayer, a culture of evangelism, a culture of discipleship, a culture of community, and a culture of multiplication. And I don't know about you, but when we walk through a bunch of all of these different concepts and these large things, these large things that God has called us to, it can be kind of overwhelming a little bit. It's a lot of information to take in. And I think a very natural response after we talk through the stuff that God has called us to do as believers, I think a very natural response is now what? What do we do with this? Where do we go from here? I was thinking about this week when I graduated from college. You know, when you're at your graduation ceremony, they have you come up on the stage and you have your little gown thing and you come and shake the hand, grab your diploma, and you walk off the stage and you wait for the rest of the ceremony to be done. And I remember when I was going through that whole thing. I remember getting my diploma, walking off the stage, going to my seat, and I remember asking that question, now what? I spent the last four years preparing for something but what's next? Where do we go from here? And I believe that same question is true of us. Over the last couple months, we've talked about vision. We've talked about the importance of prayer and community and multiplication, evangelism, discipleship, all of those things. We've talked about what they even look like when they are applied to a church. And based on the feedback that I've gotten from many, many of you within our congregation, we are all in agreement that this is a direction that we must go. So comes the question, now what? Where do we go from here? So the next step is that we as the people of God, we must walk down off the mountain and go and do what God has called us to do. One of my favorite texts, you can open there with me, uh, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, it talks about this exact question. Acts chapter 1 will be in verses 9 through 11. The context of this passage is right after Jesus has given the great commission to his disciples, right after he's told them to go into all the world, to make disciples of all people, this is what happens right after that. Acts 1, 9 through 11. text says this, 
And when Jesus had said these things, as the disciples were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, will he not come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven? So Jesus says all these things. He gives the great commission. He, does, he gives that commission and then he, he goes up into heaven. He ascends into heaven and all the disciples are just like, and they're just caught like that. And I think any of us would be in that same boat if we saw Jesus beamed up Star Trek style, right? Right? Like that's exactly what's going on. And God sends a couple angels here to appear next to them and say, disciples, what are you doing looking up still? He's called you to go. You've heard the God's call. You've heard God's mission that he has for you. It's time to go off the mountain and do the work. It's time to go off the mountain and do the work. And church, that's the call that God has for us today. We are the people that God is calling to come off the mountain and put into practice what he has called us to do. It's our job. There's been many times, especially over the last several years, that I've felt very discouraged by the church. When I say church, I'm talking about the American church as a whole. There's been many days I've been discouraged. Because we as the church, we have this tendency to pull up uh, chairs to the sidelines of our culture, and we have a tendency to call out every single foul play. Because guess what? There's a lot of foul plays out in our world right now, isn't there? We like to call out every single foul play. We like to complain about how things weren't the way they used to be. Or we complain that maybe our founding fathers would be rolling around in their graves if they saw X, Y, or Z. And while maybe all of those things is true, what we like to do is just sit and complain. Our culture in general loves to complain. But the church as a whole, for the last several decades, complain is about all we've done. We sit on the sidelines, and we haven't stepped up to the plate. See, the thing is, I think a lot of the American church does understand the vision, understands the importance of carrying out what God has called us to do. But many times, we as the church, what we have done is we've just refused to come off the mountain and go and do it. See, many times I believe that we as the church, we blame the culture for why we are what we are, but we don't actually take action. We complain about the state of public education, but we don't wrap our arms of compassion around the schools to show the love and compassion that we have been given in Jesus and invite them into a better story that Jesus has called them to live in. Rather than going to war with the sin in ourselves, we go to war with the sin in other people. Rather than engaging our communities and pouring ourselves out, shining as lights in darkness, we complain that unsafe people act like unsafe people. See, church, the reality is society will not change if we stay on the mountain. It won't. We must be the ones that come down the mountain and put things into practice. In fact, uh, Gandhi, a world leader from India, he once said this. I put the quote here up on the screen. Gandhi once said this about Christians. 
You Christians look after a document containing enough dynamite to blow all civilization to pieces, turn the world upside down, and bring peace to a battle-torn planet, but you treat it as though it's nothing more than a piece of literature. Here's, I'm going to read that one again. That one's a, that's like a two-by-four to the face, right? You Christians... Look after a document containing enough dynamite to blow all civilization to pieces. Turn the world upside down and bring peace to a battle-torn planet. But you treat it as though it's nothing more than a piece of literature. See, Gandhi was a man that, as far as we know, was not a believer. He was a Hindu. He was a guy that didn't submit to Christ. He wasn't a guy that didn't believe in Christ. But he saw how powerful Scripture was. He saw how powerful the life of Christ was. He saw how powerful, if we actually put into practice the things that God has called us to do, how powerful of an effect that would have on society. See, church, if we want to change society, if we want to live out the things that God has called us to live out, we want things to change. It's not done by pointing fingers at the world. It's by living Scripture. It's by coming off the mountain and putting into practice all the things that we've been talking about. So how do we live vision? How do we live vision? Now what? What I want to share with you guys this morning is is I want to share a practical plan for those first steps for us as we come down off the mountain. See, implementing vision takes time. It's hard. It takes a lot of conversation, it takes a lot of prayer, it takes a lot of planning and and strategy, but we have to start somewhere. We have to take those first steps down the mountain, and that's what I want to talk about this morning. So this sermon is going to look a lot different from normally what we do. It's going to be a little more practical, and just more of like a step-by-step of look at what the future could look like. But I believe it's the next step of what we are called to do. Now, a lot of the information we're going to be walking through today is available in our vision document that we posted up a couple months ago. And if you haven't seen that yet, we have it right out at the welcome station in paper form, and then it's going to be online at cornerbiblechurch.com as well if you would like to look at it online. So we're going to talk about how do we apply the five core values of Corner into our daily life, and what does it look like for us as a church moving forward? So look at that first one with me at a culture of prayer. See, early on in our series, we were talking about how vision cannot function without prayer. That prayer is the foundation from which any move of God really happens. If you look at any of like the big revivals that happened in the past several hundred years, like the Great Awakening or the Second Great Awakening or any of those major revivals, they were all preceded by prayer. In prayer, we have fellowship with God, we worship God, we confess our sin, we pray for each other, we pray for the unsaved, we pray for God's kingdom to come and will be done on earth that is in, is in heaven, we bring our needs. Prayer is essential. Prayer is the centerpiece of the mission and ministry here at Corner, and we want to make it a central part of all of our ministry in every piece. And I think that is modeled as a church of being able to pray for one another, be able to walk with each other. And I believe as an elder team, we have to be the ones to model that first. So one of the things that we are doing right now uh, as an elder team that I want, you guys, I want you guys to know about is we spend time praying for all of you. 
Now, we haven't done that before, but we were putting more of an emphasis on that now in a, in a very specific way at our elders' meetings. So at the beginning of our elders' meetings, elders meetings we meet every single week, uh, but before we start going into all of our topics, uh, we pull out the church directory, and we go family by family. Each elder will take a different name off the list, and they will send a postcard saying, hey, we're praying for you this week, and we commit to pray for those things. Right now, we're in the Bs, so if you're an M, you're out of luck for a while. Totally kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> But the purpose of that is for us to be able to take that time, take that moment, and set an example that we as a church want to be a praying church that holds each other up. Some other ways that we want to be looking and and focusing in on prayer in many different areas through a culture of prayer, what we have up here on the board. We have a prayer chain ministry. If you aren't a part of that prayer chain ministry, come talk to me after service. Actually, are Ann and Dean in here? There they are. Come talk to them after service. They, they can get you signed up on that prayer chain. And basically what that is, is, is it's an email chain that goes around, throwing around talking about the needs that are going on in our church that you can be praying over during the week. Secondly, we were focusing on prayer through our Wednesday night prayer group. At 6.30 on Wednesday nights, we have a prayer meeting that happens right in here, and there's some awesome stuff that goes on. People are praying about needs in our community, needs that are going on with one another, and, we, and they spend time praying through that. And finally, also, we're, we're looking at our prayer room ministry. We talk about this every single Sunday here at church, that after service, we say, there's a prayer team back there. They would love to encourage you, pray with you, all those kind of things. But the reality is that prayer room is open throughout the entire service. I don't know about you, but I've had many times during a service before, whether it's in worship or whether it's in, in, in during the service, that I'm like, man, I need to stop and go pray about something. And if you ever feel that way, that prayer room is open, and you're able to go pray in that room. In fact, one of the things we're working on right now is, is, is getting volunteers to be able to sit in that room the entire service so that if someone needs prayer, they're able to receive prayer at that moment. And if, if there's nobody in the room, then that person that's going to be in that room is praying for everything that's happening on a Sunday morning whether that's children's ministry or Sunday school classes or, or what goes on in this room or other churches in the community, because we want to make prayer a centerpiece here at Corner. And finally, in the next several months, we're going to be having a prayer sermon series talking about the importance of prayer, how to pray, those kinds of, of things that we're going to be really leaning into prayer in these next uh, couple years. But what about right now? What can you do right now to step into a culture of prayer? So a quick application for you is how many of you have ever had someone talking to you about a need going on in their life, and you say, I will pray for you, right? How many of you have ever said that before, right? We've all probably said that before. And then how many of you have promptly forgot, right? <laughs> Every single one of us have done that before. I've done that many times. Well, here's a quick way to live in a culture of prayer. Instead of saying, I will pray for you, instead say, let's pray right now. And you pray for them together right now, at this very moment. See, what that does is it allows you, you can also pray for them on your own, but what it also does is it allows you to to connect, and it allows you to engage with the Father right now with each other. That's a culture of prayer, a culture of evangelism. Evangelism is something we've talked about a lot over the past couple months. It's the first half of the Great Commission that God has given us, but I think it's often the most overlooked part of the Great Commission. I think we as believers, many times we get distracted, we would rather be comfortable, we would rather uh, not uh, put ourselves out there, but we've been called into all the communities around us. We've been called to go and serve. And we have several goals to emphasize a culture of evangelism, which include instilling a missionary mindset in us as the church, as a whole. 
I've had many of you come up to me after services over the past couple of months, and you've got, you know, a lot of people have said, you've changed how we end service. You don't say we're dismissed anymore. You say we're sent now. You've, you've changed how you end it. And I'm like, yes, that's true. Because I think a lot of times when we think of church, we think of it as like an escape from reality for an hour or so. The reality is this is the halftime pep talk. This is the halftime pep talk before you go back into the world and you go back into the world where God has called you to serve. We have to change our mindset, and that's what we're going to be focusing on. Also, our goal is to provide uh, evangelism workshops. I spelled it wrong. It was worships in the first service. I was thrown off a little bit. But evangelism workshops. And I think, because I think a, a, really, a real reality for many of us is that we would love to share our faith, but maybe we don't know how. Maybe we're like, how do I share my testimony? How do I, uh, how do I talk about the gospel? So we would love to have um, uh, evangelism workshops where we can teach people how to do those things. And then uh, our next one on that list there is being a blessing in our community. See, I think the first step to do evangelism well together is being a positive and loving force in our community. Jesus even says we will be known by our love. And I believe that we can do this especially through our partnering with our local schools, uh, meeting the physical needs of individuals in our community, and providing love and support for our communities at large. And the reality is, I believe that when we do those things, and we are faithful in those things, what the Lord does is he opens up these amazing evangelistic opportunities to share the gospel through our actions and our words. I would also like us to see uh, opening back up our, our Bible clubs in the school, opening up after-school programs within the school itself, and that's something we are actually in preliminary talks to actually start being able to do again. In fact, uh, I, and I think uh, the other area with this as well is not only just uh, doing some of these things, but finding people that are, are gifted in evangelism, are passionate about evangelism, and empowering them to be able to go in and faithfully do those things. Now, what about an application? How do I live in a culture of evangelism today? Well, I have a couple applications for you. I'm glad you asked. So a practical application is I want you to think of one person in your life. Not a hundred, not a thousand, not a million. One person in your life that's not a believer. One person in your life that's not a believer. And I want you to commit to pray for them. Not a hundred people, not a thousand people. One person that's not a believer. And commit to pray for them. And, and commit to pray not only for them, but pray for opportunities to be able to be the light and be able to be a solid witness to them in your life. Because the reality is you can't be a witness to other people if you're not around unbelievers. And if you're th trying to think about an unbeliever in your life that, uh, that doesn't know Christ and you can't come up with one, it's time to make some new friends, right? It's time to actually get out there. Another application for a culture of evangelism is if you're not involved with our local schools in any capacity and you're able to, it's time to start volunteering. I think partnering with our local schools is amazing, uh, an amazing way to invest into our community. I think uh, there's always, the schools are always looking for volunteers. I spent the last two years in Allegan High School running a trading card game club at, during lunchtime, and I'll tell you what, it was awesome. It was a great investment into our, our high school kids, and it was a, just an awesome time, and I, I will always cherish those memories with that. Uh, but I, it's, we need to be able to be involved in our community. If it's not the school, maybe it's a community center. Maybe it's the library, whatever. Whatever the case may be, we need to be involved in our local schools. So that's a, local, that's a, a culture of evangelism. The next one is a culture of discipleship. 
Right? Because evangelism is not the end, but Scripture says to teach them to obey all that I have commanded you. And discipleship occurs from, from the very beginning of the Christian life all the way to the end of the Christian life. And our goal at Corner is to be able to create an atmosphere where people of any maturity level are able to grow in their walk, whether they're not a believer yet or whether they've been walking with Christ for 50 years. So some of the ways that we want to be able to focus in on discipleship is through that first one there of classes available for all spiritual maturity levels. How many of you have ever gone to a Sunday school class before and you're like, all of this is way over my head right now, right? We've all absolutely all been there. And our goal is to be able to have classes available for or maybe you're a new believer, have a new believer class, have the next step, have the next step, have the next step. That's available for anybody at all maturity levels. Second is we, we're really going to be pushing and be, and, and be promoting our small group ministry. I think it's really important if you are walking with Jesus that you have other people around you that are similarly minded and are, are pushing in the same direction as you. So we're going to be really uh, uh, zeroing in on that ministry as well to encourage people to join up with that. And then also I think leadership training is a huge thing because we need, to, we need to have the future elders and deacons and small group leaders and church planners and worship leaders, all of these different areas that God is, is calling us to be. And so we'll be doing leadership training. Also, we've been doing this for many years now, uh, but our pastoral internship, we would love to continue that and train up pastors that are able to go out and serve the Lord. And then finally, I see us also using our facility here for ministry conferences, of, of holding, uh, using our church facility as a place where leaders from many churches can come, or worship leaders, or youth leaders, or uh, small group leaders, whatever the case may be, and bring in experts to talk about how we can get better at our, our, our ministry and, get, and help the churches of Allegan get better at the ministry as well and be able to serve the Lord together. So finally, an application on a culture of discipleship. If you don't have a mentor yet, I think that's the most practical thing. If you don't have a mentor yet, maybe it's just praying about, Lord, send someone my way that's more spiritually mature than me so I can, uh, I can grow in my walk with Christ. For a culture of community. Community we've talked about for a long time here, and we've clarified that when we talk about community, we don't just mean a group of people that has fun together, but a culture of people that live out others of Scripture together. A culture that obeys what Christ has called us to do. However, in order for us to be able to do that, we must be able to be in fellowship with one another, to extend the same grace that God has given you to other people, and ultimately do life together. And the reality is community takes uh, time and intentionality to do well. And I think there's a, a couple main ways that we can focus in and zero in on community here at church. And I think those fall in two categories, community groups and fun events. We have tons of community groups right now. If you are a young adult, we have Tuesday nights uh, here at the church. We're actually partnering with a few other churches right now to put that together into one ministry. If you're a teenager, we have youth group. Uh, if you want to be in small groups, we have that. We have Sunday school classes, men's ministry, serving and children's ministry. There's many, many different ways to find community here at Corner. But additionally, I believe that we have to have fun together. How many of you guys like to have fun? I like to have fun. That's one of my favorite things, right? I love having fun. And we're going to have like an example of a fun event that we're doing is our fall festival, which is next week. I'm a chili judge. I want to see a lot of chili. So if you haven't signed up, please sign up a chili there. I would love to see you out there. It's just a little shameless plug for next week. But I believe we have to be able to enjoy each other, right? And it's not just coming in on a Sunday and hearing the word. That's a great thing. But it's actually engaging with each other throughout the week. 
And then finally, uh, a culture of multiplication. We talked about this last Sunday, but as we, as we put all of these things together, as we put together a culture of prayer, evangelism, discipleship, and, and, and community, we can't help but multiply. We make disciples then who make disciples who make disciples. See, our goal here is not to build a bigger church building, add three and four and five services. Our goal is to create a legacy of following after Christ being faithful to him, and helping people go and do the same thing. And I believe we're in the coming years and months, we're going to be focusing in on multiplication by first and foremost sending training leaders to send into ministry, sending missionaries into foreign fields, cultivating that personal evangelism we've been talking about, and then as God provides us resources, and, uh, resources volunteers, and, 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 and leaders to plant churches and revitalize churches that are currently hurting. I believe those are all things that God has called us to do as the church right here on the corner. And I know looking at everything we just talked about is kind of like a fire hose of just stuff. I know it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff here. And I don't know about you, but when I see a lot of stuff, it can be really easy to get lost on all of the things. But vision isn't carried out in a day. There's that famous old saying, Rome wasn't built in a day. Same is true of vision. It's not carried out in a single day, but with one step at a time down the mountain. So church together, as we close out this series, are we willing to walk down the mountain towards what Christ has called us to do? Let's pray. Thank you for joining us for this week's message here at Corner Bible Church. If you would like more audio resources, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Or you can go online and visit us on our webpage at cornerbiblechurch.com.